0: In today's episode of the Brain Spike Back podcast, we are joined by Dan Burgess, Managing Director and Founder of Burgess Institute, an online Spanish language school for adults headquartered in New York City. In today's episode, you will learn how the Burgess Institute first started, how learning a new language can enhance memory and cognitive abilities, alongside how it can also delay Alzheimer's symptoms and boost brain health. Additionally, Dan also shares advice for anyone who is interested in learning a new language. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So,
1: I am one of the founders and the managing director of Burgess Institute. Uh, Burgess Institute is a Spanish language school for adults. Uh, we are headquartered in New York and uh, we do online live classes all over the world. Uh, Before the pandemic, we were mostly an in-person school. They really started teaching online back in 2019. Um, But right now, we are 100% online and we have a lot of students in the U.S. and we also have some students outside of the U.S., like in the U.K. and Canada. Our school uses the graph method, which is our self-developed method for teaching Spanish. It is a highly deductive method. deductive means that we first teach the rules and then we practice them as opposed to an inductive method in roots first examples are seen and then the student is expected to infer the rules for
0: uh, from the examples i think you covered a lot there <laughs> and i am really excited to have you on here because i think language landri- language is quite well really interesting for me i spent my teenage years in university time learning japanese and I could speak it and write it quite well. Although it's been about 10 years since I've dabbled in that. So everything feels like it's gone. That is until I hear something and then maybe I recognize the one word or so. And, uh, I've spent some time and I speak Spanish as well. Um, as a language I'm super passionate about. And, um, I am currently, I'm going to be going to Brazil soon, uh, this year. So I'm trying to learn Portuguese as well. So this has really come a fantastic time. Uh, so I'm very excited to speak with you, Dan, and I want to know, like you touched on it slightly, but when and how did, uh, Bush Institute first start?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Berset Institute, we started in 2013, uh, my business partner, Vanessa, and I opened a small studio in the upper side. Uh, we developed, uh, the method back then, and it started to become very popular, so eventually we opened an actual school in Midtown with only two classrooms, and then it slowly grew, um, it grew organically through the years. Until uh, before uh, the pandemic in 2019, we had 1,200 students. We had a school uh, in New York uh, with like four uh, spaces and a big school in Chicago. And, and then after uh, during the pandemic, uh, we moved all our students online
0: uh and that is where we are right now well it sounds like you've grown a lot and really done some fantastic things so far but i also want to know can learning a new language enhance memory and cognitive abilities and if so can you please explain how
1: so really for sure uh, but, uh most research shows that it improves our uh, cognitive uh, cognitive ability in general also memory and also concentration uh, there are different theories, uh, brain scanners show like an increase in density of gray matter and also an increase of white matter. Uh, brain scanners, like, they have limitations where right? they can only show like blood flow, which we associate with uh, neuron activity. Um, and I mean, we can talk about the, the research on Alzheimer's disease, the um, non in general, on how it can with the onset. Basically, the flurries are about, like, uh, how learning a new language creates, like, alternative neural paths that not only work for the second language, but that are also, are also used in, like, general like, cognitive function. So, it's basically like a redundancy circuit, like, to put it, to uh, give you an analogy, like, for example, planes have, like, secondary electrical circuits and kills that the first one, something happens to it during a flight. So it is kind of like that. Um, and basically, uh, those alternative paths basically uh, enhance cognitive, cognitive function in general.
0: Okay, great. I'm sorry, Dan. Would you be able to repeat the first half of that because it it broke up slightly?
1: Huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Research shows that a learning a second language, whether it is uh, as as a child or as an adult, um, basically increases gray matter density and also increases white matter. Uh, we don't know what exactly that does because a brain scanners have some limitations. They can only show activity, but they cannot tell you exactly what those neurons are doing. Um so the films are uh, basically speculate that learning a second language is created in like an alternative uh, neural circuit or alternative neural circuits in the brain that are also used for like general uh, executive function. So um from there we can we can infer that learning a second language and creating those alternative circuits basically contribute to like generic cognitive abilities.
0: That's amazing. It's quite incredible how learning a language changes or learning a language changes your brain. I, myself, sometimes after speaking Spanish for a bit, I'll then say things in English, which um, don't really translate. So obviously in Spanish, they say, "en este momento. And and sometimes I'll say, like, in this moment. And then I'm like, wait, I don't say that. I just say now or right now. Um, So even in the short term, it really, it's incredible, like, the impact it has on your brain. Um, from my experience there but I'd like to know like can you also share the different ways like learning a new language can delay Alzheimer's as well and symptoms or delay Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's symptoms and boost brain health
1: yeah, yeah absolutely uh, so yeah and delaying is the key here because our uh, studies show that it doesn't really prevent Alzheimer's but it can delay the symptoms by quite a lot uh, so basically there's been a lot of, of research on this and, uh, some research tried to show whether it actually prevents timers and the, the results were always negative. But the research that focused on the onset and like the development of the symptoms is pretty consistent in the fact that even controlling for all sorts of variables, like educational background, et cetera, um, the average of onset for Alzheimer's, for people who are going to develop Alzheimer's, um, is um, all there, for bilingual people for people who, who speak a second language. I and mean, this might, uh, happen for up to five years, which is like quite a big deal. It's like a pretty dramatic effect.
0: That is pretty dramatic. That's quite impressive. And it's funny because I actually remember hearing that. I think it was like, I don't know, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago or something like that. They actually thought that being bilingual, um, was a bad thing in the sense that you couldn't hold a capacity to speak really more more than one language so i think children that were raised in maybe a household where they spoke one language like in the schools they were heavily discouraged from like continuing with that language so i think there was definitely a sense of like completely incorrect theories and ideas um and it's so fantastic to see that having this skill and ability can benefit you so much more than being able to communicate with a, a wider group of people and Obviously we've spoken so much about the benefits here of learning a second language or another language. And for anyone who is listening and has decided, you know what, I I want to take this up, what advice do you have for them? And um, yeah, how can they get started with this?
1: Well, yeah. So, I mean, my advice is that uh, learning a second language is a long-term process. So basically like my best advice would be to enjoy the process and to kind of like get obsessed with it for, for a few years, to try to have as much exposure to the language as possible. Um, on top of that, I would recommend following a program. And in particular, I favor deductive programs. So our program is deductive and many other programs are deductive. Inductive programs can work as well, but research shows that for adults, deductive programs can do faster and also reduce frustration. So my recommendation would be just to have a long-term plan in which you combine following a serious program, like taking classes and following a curriculum. And on top of that, having as much exposure to the language as possible in ways that you enjoy. So that could be like watching a lot of TV in your target language, uh, listening to podcasts, and radio, eventually reading as much as possible that helps a lot, and doing all those sorts of things. Trying to basically review uh all different components of the language in many different ways. Uh basically research shows that um recall and spacing are really good for memory system. So that means basically thinking about the language and parts of the language often and uh, trying to give some space between studying sessions and basically doing that uh, for a few years we we'll look to uh, having like a pretty good level of fluency in the in the target language
0: yeah I think those are some great pieces of uh, wisdom there and I have to say to add to that um, I think music's fantastic I know you did mention about like podcasts and watching TV music can be great although I find that music can be difficult it's a double-edged sword it's fantastic for learning things and like kind of understanding them in a very kind of like, informal context but also it depends on the kind of music because a lot of the times music doesn't always make sense i mean if you take some songs the lyrics are just like gibberish uh so where sometimes in the past when i've tried to learn a language and i've just taken a song and i've asked a a native speaker what does this mean and they're like i don't know this doesn't make sense Uh, and i'm like how does it not make sense and then they point to rappers in english and i'm like you know what i understand like those rappers don't make any sense so it's yeah you just gotta be careful
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, you folks sound like you're doing some great things there. Uh, and I want to know, like, what's on the horizon for you folks? What's next at Burgess Institute?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're expanding to other markets. Uh, like, we've recently expanded into uh, the UK market, and we are also expanding now into the Indian market. Uh, on top of that, we are doing some research, on AI I am not trading with processing. Uh, we... Launched uh, Deep Spanish back in November, which is a chatbot service with uh, three different chatbots with three different personalities that help our students practice their Spanish, and and we're still doing more research. Like it's it's pretty early on, but it is a hot topic right now, like especially after the release of of ChatGPT, so. So far, like Deep Spanish has been our, our only product. It's still in beta, but it's been very popular so far. On top of that, we are doing some other research with uh, machine learning and processing, like pronunciation. And we have uh, a few other projects in there that we are experimenting with. Um, Yeah, that, that is basically like what we have, uh, what we are doing these days.
0: Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you got a lot going on. And if people do want to either learn Spanish with you uh, or just keep up with what you're doing, how can they do that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can uh, visit our website, com, And they can also Twitter us at, at Burgess Institute, And they can also go to our contact page and send us an email or maybe me directly at dan at com.
0: Super. Well, we'll have links to those pages in the show notes uh, of this episode. But otherwise, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, best of luck helping as many people as possible learn another language.
1: Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me.
0: Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search. Each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that is where our sponsor Publicize comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of Brainspike back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've learned something. And if you have benefited from today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts as these reviews really help us grow the show. You can also follow us wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Just search Brainspike back and you will find us. We hope you join us for more episodes in the future. And until then, take care. Disclosure, this episode contained a client of an Espacio portfolio company.